Wait, 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 wait. Don't hit record yet. It's too late. I hit record. <laughs> okay, hold on. I don't, right. I don't remember how the song goes. <laughs> oh, wait, I remember now. Okay. <laughs> this is all singing. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> TypeScript is a way of life. People say TypeScript is nice. It's like being vegan or doing CrossFit. If someone uses TypeScript, you'll know it. TypeScript <laughs> is a way of life. Chris says that TypeScript is nice. And so on our show today, he'll tell us why. Thanks for the play. <laughs> it's so true. It is so much like CrossFit in the fact that everyone talks about it. Oh, my God. Welcome to Tools Day, a podcast all about tech tools, tips, and tricks every other Tuesday at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about TypeScript. TypeScript. Okay, so for today's episode, um, <laughs> basically, I did no prep. <laughs> I somehow never really jumped on the TypeScript wagon. I think it's because I do more like visual front end dev and I've used TypeScript in the past and like I kind of get it but it's such a big deal right now in the web development community and i just don't see why it's that big of a deal yet <laughs> it's okay it took me like two months of smashing my face into typescript before i got it i was like oh that makes sense and now right, chris cool. is like let's do a show on typescript so he's <laughs> totally on the wagon so we got to do a show on typescript I don't know how many people out there are left that are like me that are kind of like, I kind of get it, but like, what, like, why is it so popular? So we're going to decipher all of that in today's show. Before we get too far into it, I want to say thank you to our two sponsors today. Our two sponsors are Datadog and Linode. So let's get started with Datadog. Datadog is a software as a service based monitoring platform that provides dev and ops teams with a unified view of all their systems, apps, and services. You'll be a part of thousands of organizations who've already relied on Datadog to collect, visualize, and alert them of abnormalities. There are over 200 turnkey integrations, including AWS, Postgres, Kubernetes, and Slack, all done out of the box with custom metrics to gain full stack observability with a unified view of all of your systems, apps, and services. Datadog is offering listeners a free trial as an added bonus for signing up and creating a dashboard. They'll send you a free t-shirt. Start a free trial today at datadog.com slash tools day, and they'll send you a free t-shirt with your free trial. Again, that's datadog.com slash tools day, D-A-T-A-D-O-G.com slash tools day. All right, let's do it. Okay, TypeScript wagon. All aboard, chugga chugga okay. choo choo. I can't caveat a couple different things. I'm on the wagon, but I'm not driving the wagon. All right, I'm like I'm like here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this this bench is quite comfortable. I I see why we're all here. Uh, but I'm not like a cheerleader per se. I'm just like, well, maybe we should. That's think probably about a it. nice, safe perspective. <laughs> um, um. Okay, so tell me about. <laughs> you said you've been using TypeScript a lot lately. Okay. Why did you start using it? Yes. And if the reason is because all the cool kids are doing it, that's like kind of a valid reason. <laughs> great, great question. <laughs> uh, so I was required to use it. So okay. Netflix. Because your uh, boss told you to. <laughs> my Netflix made a call that we, so we have this thing called strategy bets where we say, okay, these are the bet, things we're betting on uh, in terms of like, you know, 
mottos and UI things and frameworks and blah, 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 blah. And uh, one of the bets we made is that any new library uh, we create for shared, for shared usage will be in TypeScript. Uh, applications are still in whatever they want, but libraries must be in TypeScript. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the process of building uh, essentially a library that helps people create search experiences inside our Netflix ecosystem. Um, and because it's a library and it's shared, blah, 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 here we are. I was forced to use TypeScript. Um, and that's why I'm here. Uh, that's why I'm here today to tell you about the joys, wonders, have you heard about TypeScript? Uh, okay, I get it. So you're okay. building a library. And in this okay. library, other people are going to rely on your code. Correct. So you want to make sure that you've got all of your I's dotted and your T's crossed and you're yes. checking your types. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so okay. tell me more. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to say, so I actually had, I had built a very similar library to this just the quarter before in just plain old JavaScript. Uh, my specific app team needed to build a search experience. And so I built a library for that. And then Netflix was like, oh, hey, that was great. Why don't we do it for everybody again? And so we were, we're rebuilding in parts of this in TypeScript. Uh, and it took So you took code that people spent time building. I spent and, time building. Okay, that you spent time <laughs> building. And now you're spending more time rewriting it in TypeScript. It was one of the, it was a mixture of things. So I had built it just for our domain space mm -hmm. using, you know, components I had built from scratch. In terms of UI components, we're rolling out our, a new design system, uh, which I'm kind of tangentially part of as well. And so I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna build a new search experience. It's gonna be for everybody using our new design system uh, and it's in TypeScript. And so uh, my first, very, very first experience with TypeScript was this thing where I was, I was trying to build a generic library for everybody. And I'd already built the, the logic once and the code once. And so I felt like, oh yeah, this should be easy because I've already built it once. Um, but it turns out that TypeScript is actually quite hard. Uh, so before you get into This is what I don't understand. Like people, <laughs> this is a thing. People are taking their code that they worked so hard writing and then they're refactoring it to be in TypeScript. There's got to be benefits to doing this hard work that you're mentioning. Yes, yeah. So, and I'll say, you know, the docs are really, 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 really bad. Uh, just, just horrific. Just somebody <laughs> at Microsoft. From TypeScript is listening. <laughs> somebody, somebody at Microsoft needs to go and look at their docs because it's just, oh my God, it's so bad. Um, and I feel like we've had a bunch I of... I didn't even uh, realize it was a Microsoft thing until this moment. Yeah, it's a Microsoft thing and that docs are ugly and they're not intuitive and they're not helpful and it made me cry. Um, okay, work so on your docs, y'all. Hire some docs. good technical writers. Um, you know, work with those engineers. Um, and so, you know, for a long time, I was like, why am I even doing this? I already built it once. It took me like almost some time but not that much time and i'm spending like time and effort and mind share doing this again uh and it really only dawned on me why i'm doing it like two weeks ago uh okay. so Great. after Tell like us two about this moment like of light and um and i was building my own docs for this okay mm -hmm. and so i was like building a bunch of example sites and i was going through and i was like okay you know if you've used a if you've used redux before have you used redux before sure reducers actions dispatches okay well if, if you haven't used redux or use reducer um the way you conduct actions in this mm, state management thing is that whenever you click something button you say dispatch action it has a specific type 
and uh, along the type you give it various properties and then it goes up to a function called a reducer which then takes the type you gave it as well as the properties you gave it and turns it into the final state. Do you always have to give it a type? You always have to give it a type. Uh, so, sorry, type is just actually just a, a, pro a key called type and a, a, a namespace for it. Okay, so this is not like TypeScript types. Not like type types, just like a, a, a this name This is confusing, for it. Chris. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. This is, that, was, that was on me. That's on me. Um, okay, so you get a type. You tell, hey, please do something with this, with this type of action. Here's some information. Uh, make it into a final state for me. Now, the problem with this is that in non-TypeScript worlds, if somebody else is using your dispatch action, they don't really know at all what's supposed to go in here. They have to rely on your docs being up to date, um, if you have, if you even have docs, um, and they have to kind of work their way through. Okay, I meant to add an item. What is an item really? Um, uh, what does what does the item contain? Does it have like, isn't it an array? Is it a object? Hmm. If it's an object, what's in the object? These ethereal questions. Uh, <laughs> what, what is am an I? item really? <laughs> what is an item really? And. Um, in TypeScript, you say, hey, I'm dispatching an action called add. And it's like, hey, by the way, I see that you're doing an add action. This is an item for this thing. An item has two keys. It's called value and label. Make sure you include both of them. If you don't give include both of them, I'll say, you messed up, uh, friend. Please uh, add in these labels and this, these, these values. And it's all out of the box. It's all, all there for you. Like it's, so it makes instead of writing error states, it does it for you. Uh, I mean, assuming you'd write error states as well, but it would, it would inform you that you've messed up. Um, when you input before. a value, like the value is invalid. Yeah, exactly. Or in, not even that you messed up, it informs you what to do next, right? So like, I want to add an item. I don't know what an item is. I don't know how to add something. But I type in type and it says, oh, here are your options for type. I type in item and it says, oh, an item contains these things. It makes authoring code authoring code when you're consuming a library so easy okay so right? when you're typing it and you're saying it says is that like an autocomplete or like a visual representation of what you had described it, as item it's an autocomplete so like basically i type in you know say my key is type is, is is type the, it's the string type i press colon and then a drop down appears saying hey uh you know your library has defined that this action has to be either Add item, mm. remove item, set item, right? Looks, you don't have to think about nice. any of that. Like there's zero thinking involved in authoring this code at this point, right? And that amount of like mental relief is actually so, so nice. Like just like, oh yeah, I don't have to think about doing my work. It just works. Um, so while, yeah, I, I, I love type safety and all that stuff, and this is part of type safety, but really to me, the autocomplete in consuming libraries, especially things like when you have these like, it's called a union action, a union type, where you know a item can be one of three types of things. Um, that makes just makes things wonderful. And then um, there's something called generics in TypeScript, where you know I'm running a library which people can pass in basically anything into, but they still want that wonderfully autocomplete stuff. And so with something called generics, your library can say, hey, you know, I know you're passing me in an item. If you can define to me what an item is later on in my my own stuff, I can inherit those properties and help you author it later on. It it basically makes writing code much easier uh, for a consumer. 
So what I'm hearing is there's a lot of integration with text editors with TypeScript. Yes, correct. You mentioned docs a lot, so this kind of helps you to write like custom docs as you're working within yeah. a program. So for me, I understand these benefits Yes. when you're working within that library. But yes. it also seems like, and I've seen this multiple times, people are using TypeScript within design systems Yes. for consumers. How, do, um, how does it benefit consumers or is it just for the team no. that's building the like yeah, the baseline? For me, I, I must have worked it up, messed that up. So I write the types as the as the author library. Right. I write types. And that does it help a consumer who's using your library? Yes. So a consumer then when they're typing, when they're using my library, they get the types automatically. Right. So. So they also uh, get the autocomplete when they've imported they, they your library. The yeah, but yeah. do they also have to be running TypeScript and using like the TypeScript compiler and all that stuff? Or they just need like, to be using VS Code or you know a compatible mm. thing, right? Mm. Um, and it just it just works. And you're like, oh my god! So yeah, so all those benefits of like removing mental strain are for consumers. The the author of the library has to do all the pain, right? The pain mm. is shunted on on me, the author. Uh, as I'm trying to think about what this actually means, but you, the consumer, just reaps all the benefits, um, and so that's what it's great for. It's good for it's good for making people who are consuming your own code, your code, consume it easier. That honestly sounds like a better reason than type safety, because it just like the amount of work involved for type safety for the majority of cases that I hear people using TypeScript for. Yeah. It's like it just doesn't seem like that yeah. fully lines up. But it makes more sense when you have these yeah. other benefits of this autocomplete yeah. and this um right. especially like DevX for consumers. Yeah. So this is this is type safety in some ways, but like I'm using it to de deliver a better consumer experience as opposed to caring about my specific types. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Um, I do also love type safety, though. Like, I have never done anything typed before. Um, so, what kind of types are you using in your design system? Um, so, I'm not. So, mine isn't really a design system component. It's a like it's a bigger component. So, I'm consuming a data endpoint. Okay. And, and so, I have to define what you know, what is what is an item is, is a question I had to I have to yeah. define and. Then I have to say, hey, so an item has these base values, but because we're hitting a GraphQL endpoint, um, you know, the consumer might say an item has these values and these values, and please make sure that everything is autocomplete in my in my. But you can still library. use GraphQL endpoints and like work with the system without TypeScript. It could just yeah, be yeah. You don't need you don't you never need TypeScript, right? Uh, it's more of a um, nice to have, right? And. Mm -hmm. Even now, like I like, I feel like I'm bought up. I've bought into the TypeScript hype. I'm like, hey, I'm like, yeah, this is great. But in my own like one-off stuff, I'm not using TypeScript, right? It's like people need to understand that it is like an investment of mental share for the authoring experience, or for for me to write types. Uh, it feels great to consume types, but writing types uh, is definitely like work and like slog and like not fun, not fun, fun, fun. Um, but it is worth fun, it. Fun, fun functions. <laughs> yeah, fun, fun Shout functions. Shout out to that show. Okay, um, I'm going to do a quick sponsor message. And then I also tweeted out to my TypeScript friends as we started the show, why do they use TypeScript for the number one reason? I want to read out some of those responses. and Maybe you could help disseminate some of those for me. All right. 
All right, so our next sponsor is Linode. Deploy a server in the Linode cloud in minutes. Linode offers cloud computing plans for every workload, from simple web hosting to CPU-intensive needs like video encoding and machine learning. Featuring native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and the industry's fastest processors, you can now pick from 10 data centers worldwide. Pay for what you use with hourly billing across all plans and have add-on services that are just one price altogether. Linode's manager API and CLI makes it easy to provision, secure, monitor, and back up your cloud. Linode provides a balance of power and price for every customer. You can get a $20 credit, that's a free $20 to use Linode, when you visit linode.com slash toolsday, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash toolsday, and use promo code toolsday2019. Okay, to the Twitters. To the Twitters. To the Twitters. Okay, so <laughs> I tweeted as we started this this podcast, TypeScript friends, what's your number one reason for using TypeScript? Um, okay, so I got some type safety responses, which like, okay, cool, I get it. Um, but then I got a lot of like, it gives my editor superpowers, types and interfaces. I like this response from Chocolate Milk. Chocolate <laughs> Milk? I guess his name is Chuck, and his username is Chocolate Milk. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> I came for the editor tooling, far superior autocomplete, jump to definition, etc. Then VS Code or anyone else provides the JavaScript alone, which makes sense because it's customized. I stayed for the confidence that type safety gives me that my code won't crash. Okay. Um, we got number one in Telesense. Bonus GraphQL and server responses in general. Um, what like what do they mean by server responses in general? Yeah, so this is from means, Praveen Puglia. Yeah, so what you get is basically you get a so um, when I write a type for a network request, I define um, the type I'm expecting to get back. So I say from my API, I expect to get an array of let's keep on saying items or to do array of to do item is such a broad word that yeah, i feel so, like you do need yeah, to type for that yeah so, so let's say I, i'm getting an array of to do's a to do has uh, a label and a, a value and is it checked or not right uh basically mm -hmm. and i will make i'll make that typing that type graph more or less um and then if my api does not come back with that I can say, hey, backend folk, you seem to have changed your API. It broke my type. Please fix. Um, and if it does come back with that, it means that I have, you know, the autocomplete and the, t and the a whole shebang, the IntelliSense stuff yeah. with that um, with that API response. So I'm seeing that a lot too, like making sure the API and client are on the same page, con yeah. building contracts for APIs. Yeah. Um, so do you use this in the backend and front end, or is it because you've used it in the backend, you get those benefits in the front end? Uh, so well, I say back in, in quotes because yeah. it's all. Yeah. Well, so your backend service are usually written in Java or Ruby or Rust or something. They're already typed, right? They're already they're typed by default. Uh, some backend services that they're super forward looking will generate types for you. Um, oftentimes, you will have to write them yourself. So you write your own types. Um, they write their own types, and then if they don't match, then something's gone wrong. Um, so uh, you do it yourself in general, um, and is yeah, that the future kind of, though? Uh, no. So you know, if you're a GraphQL world, for example, uh, there are a ton of different uh, plugins and extensions and 
playable shenanigans that will go and hit your GraphQL endpoint and generate the incomplete typings for you. So you do nothing. It just comes out of the box uh, with the plugin. So not out of the box. It comes comes with a, pl- a plugin. <laughs> uh, so um, like if you're if you're using Apollo server and stuff like that, that stuff is just just there. So um, that's a big win for for GraphQL. But you're saying that you're using TypeScript with GraphQL, which I've also seen. Yes, yeah. So if you're using if you're using GraphQL, you can auto-generate TypeScript types from your GraphQL endpoint, and then consume that in your TypeScript application or library. Okay. Uh, so on your library or app, you don't have to manually go and type out your server responses because uh, they'll do it for you, and all you have to do is pluck the things you want and say, oh yeah, you know, I made this call to my GraphQL endpoint that has this shape and um, Bob's your uncle, I guess. Um, uh, but that's what that's what that means. <laughs> One of the responses, Elm is not ready yet. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be those people like, yeah, why don't we all use Elm and Elixir and Phoenix? Reason? Uh, One day, maybe. What is, saw- what is like the big um, like excitement around Elm, Elixir and... I don't, what is, um, I don't even know what the last one you said is Phoenix re- reason. So Phoenix. Oh, is reason. Elixir. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix is Elixir framework. Okay. Reason, uh, is, um, you know, I don't, I don't know it really why people love the typings, I guess. And, but then what's it between that and TypeScript? I don't, I, I don't know enough about reason to give you a good, uh, good answer. But like when I go to the reason website, for example, it's like, Hey, types are great. Um, and it's like JavaScript and it's flexible and fun. I have no idea what these means. Um, so somebody, I, I have enough friends who are like reason is the future, but I haven't really realized why yet. So, yeah. uh, please, if you know, let me know too. Okay, so we've got providing typings to downstream users of components. That's, that's from my reason like right a Godbolt. Yeah, um, so that, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing this to provide downstream users. Which I think is a great reason to use it. Yeah. It's all about user experience. Yeah. Um, refactoring was a reason too. Yes. Interfaces and refactoring sanity from yes. um, Mitch Bedreski. So one thing you can do uh, in TypeScript is that you can say my function or whatever returns a specific type, right? We, oh, we and Sean Larkin shape. also referenced the refactoring is a big reason. Yeah, I mean it's it's a big one people say all the time. It's kind of that refactoring and type safety are, are related mm-hmm. in that I'm defining what a function does, what it accepts, and what it returns. Um, and so when I refactor that function, um, if it doesn't match the signature, I know something's gotten broken. So you know the signature when you're refactoring everyone okay so <laughs> so uh let's say i have function yuna okay great and yuna returns disco uh <laughs> disco okay um if i ever refactored yuna into genevieve um i know that genevieve still needs to, re- to return disco mm-hmm Okay, and so I can change whatever ins- is inside of Yuna, uh, but I know that for th- anyone who's consuming Yuna right now, it must always return Disco. Right, so it's backwards compatible. Correct. Okay, but 
Wait, that's this, not this typing though. That's that's like a testing. It's a type. No, so so this types it. So the te- the the benefit of of doing these static types is that you can remove some tests because your types are already doing this, right? So instead of writing a, te- I mean, you still can write tests if you want to, but instead mm-hmm. of writing a unit test to say, you know, function a, you know, exports b, you say my type a returns type b, uh, and if that's you know contract guaranteed, then anytime you refactor function a, you know it always has to return type b. Okay, so it's the type that's returned, not the actual yeah. content that's returned. Well, the content is still returned, but like the TypeScript compiler says, "Hey, you have changed the type, changes return, it no longer matches the type you told me it would match. Please check right. and make sure this is correct." Okay, so let's go back to some like more practical um, things for people who are interested in using TypeScript. Yes. Um, how do you actually use it? Do you use it with Webpack? Do you use it on its own? Like, what is the yes. thing to do? Great question, and also terribly confusing out in the world. Uh, so if I have a couple resources, which I will drop in the show notes, um, about six, seven months ago, um, Babel released a Babel preset for TypeScript. Um, so right now, if you're using Babel in your code, you can just add in this TypeScript preset, and all of a sudden, you will be able to use TypeScript. Um, prior to this, you had to use the TypeScript compiler, uh, which you can still do if you really want to, but it's much easier just to use Babel. Um, so that is what I would recommend for people getting started today, is just use the Babel plugin and okay. uh, go from there. And then you're trying to figure out, how do I even TypeScript? Um, do not go to the docs because uh, you'll be confused. Like <laughs> I'm me. on the docs uh, right now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just not good docs. Um, there are two resources that I think everyone should look at. The first is called TypeScript Book by someone named Basarat. Uh, B-A-S-A-R-A-T. Um, and um, is it it's got- a full book or is it this GitHub repo? It's a Git book. So there's a Git book link okay. somewhere there and you can go in there and it goes cool. into all the TypeScript stuff you could possibly want to know and it's written in a very consumable way, um, which is great. If you're specifically doing TypeScript and React, which is what I was doing, uh, Sean Wu, which we've, we, I think we mentioned him once every four, four episodes, um, <laughs> um, has a TypeScript cheat sheet, TypeScript and React cheat sheet, yeah, TypeScript and React cheat sheet there we go uh oh and the UN typescript one too uh yeah and it basically goes through some basic stuff you know getting started and advanced you're doing some libraries and stuff like that and then you know hey i'm migrating code from you know javascript to typescript what do i do so uh both those things two things two resources were super helpful for me uh sean Wu's one was extra helpful for me because i was just trying to get things going and that helped out, me out a lot. Awesome. And then the final resource I have is um, called TSDX, um, which stands for something, definitely. Um, TypeScript Developer Experience? I don't know. Uh, but if you're running a library, um, this is basically the Create React app for running a TypeScript library. Oh. Um, it's made by Jared Palmer, who writes Formic, which is one of the biggest React form libraries, uh, which also uses this. So it's kind of dog foods itself. And so uh, I've been using it for the last, you know, month and it's made my TypeScript 
library code just much easier to manage Mm -hmm. so highly recommend that too awesome i feel enlightened i feel like (laughs) um like i feel like i talk about typescript once every like four months and i'm like yeah okay whatever but i think this was a great show for sort of understanding some of the additional underlying reasons not just that you type things and that gives you type safety, but the developer experience is a big one, it seems. And that really trickles out. So yeah. thank you for going through that with me, Chris. I hope that the show helps a lot of other people do. Um, I want to say thank you to all of you for listening today. And thank you to our sponsors, Datadog and Linode. Remember to start your free trial of Datadog at datadog.com slash toolsday to get your free t-shirt as well datadog.com slash toolsday and also you can get a $20 infrastructure credit for Linode when you visit linode.com slash toolsday and use promo code toolsday2019. I also want to shout out to Webflow who supports us as well on Patreon and they never ask us to read anything but we love your work and we love what you're doing and keep making cool stuff. Um, Thank you Chris again. We'll have all of the resources that he shared in the show notes today. And if you liked our show, if it helped you, if you learned something, feel free to give us a five-star review on iTunes or any other place that you listen to this podcast. It helps people to find the show and discover us as well. Do you have any final pieces of advice for people who are getting started with TypeScript other than don't look at the talks? Don't look at the talks. <laughs> um, and I'll say it takes a bit for it to click in your head, especially if you haven't done anything typed before. Uh, it took me a good like three to four weeks, m- maybe more, five to six weeks before I felt like it actually all like made sense in my head and I understood why I, I was doing things. And so don't get discouraged if it doesn't work for you other way. Um, Just keep doing it and then you'll understand how it all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. I think a big part of that is experiencing the developer experience yourself because if you're just writing the types the whole time, it feels like it's a chore, but when you're getting the benefit of it, that's where it kind of comes full circle. If you are writing it in storybook, um, you can write your stories alongside your components and your stories will consume the types and give you that end user developer experience as well. So you can kind of see um, what a user will get when they use your components with types. Nice. So, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like a cool thing to do. Y'all should check it out. If you love TypeScript, let us know why, if we didn't outline the reason today. If you hate TypeScript, let us know why, too. We (laughs) love banter. Um, You can hit us up on Twitter at Tools Day. Other than that, we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.